0: Dalton Wagner in the Zone is brought to you by Reliance Bank. The super senior right tackle is part of an offensive line that paved the way for the top rushing attack in the Power Five last year. Reliance Bank opened its doors in 1965, and although they may be growing, they're still the institution you've trusted for years. Just like K.J. Jefferson can rely on Dalton Wagner, you can rely on us at Reliance Bank.
1: All right, let's bring him in again. Week one win. Arkansas now preparing for week two. Dalton, congratulations. Good start to the season, my friend. A hard fought victory.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. I was a uh Cincinnati was a great football team, really scrappy, well coached. You know, Coach Mingle does a great job. Obviously, you know, they're a very winning program. I think uh I think Coach Pete told us their three losses over the last three years was Alabama, Georgia, and i Hmm.
1: That's good company.
2: It's really good company.
1: Yeah. They're not going to be scheduling any SEC games again anytime soon, I would assume. hasn't gone too well. But uh, we talked to Trey Knox for a little bit yesterday, Dalton, and one of the things that stood out in our conversation to me was he talked about how physical the guys he had to block were, how strong they were. Did you think that they stood up to like SEC standards as far as strength and the way they played defensive line?
2: Oh, absolutely. They uh, Their strength coach must do a great job up there, and obviously those guys take it on themselves, too, to... Make themselves as strong and as fast as possible, and uh, the guys that stood out to me the most, 42 and 18. They had the nose guard and then one of the defensive ends, both really strong dudes. You know, understood what they were doing in the run game and in the pass game as well too. And they really, they knew how to use their body the right way. And it, it showed up on film, and they're they're just a very talented football
1: team. As a guy who does play by play, it's really annoying to have guys wearing all sorts of numbers at all sorts of positions nowadays. I miss the old days. Tom Brady complained about it last year, too. Uh, I don't mind having a zero on the defensive line, but other than that, it's kind of annoying. Do you, does it ever make things confusing from a blocking standpoint with guys in weird numbers that you're not used to seeing?
2: No, not usually because going into the week, like we we usually memorize the numbers
1: going into the week
2: on who, like if it's like an important guy we need to block or an important guy we need to do, um, we memorize it. We memorized, like, the numbers on what we have to do. So, like, their stand backers, uh we're switching between we, – we had two guys who were expecting to play between that stand backer. We had memorized their numbers to make sure we knew what they were going to do. And, you know, if he's out there or if someone else is out there, like, hey, we got to push to him or we got to read him or do something.
0: Dalton, there were uh, – I don't know. There were some uh, huge running plays, I thought, some big breakaway plays. How did you do? Uh, how did you grade out? How did you f- feel like you did?
2: Yeah, uh, I felt like I played a pretty good game, pretty solid game. Uh, graded out pretty well um, with Bo. Bo and I graded both graded out well on that right side. Um, we were uh, we were strong and physical and what we needed to do, but our points and our communication sometimes were a little lacking. I think that showed up on the film, and obviously, you know, penalties and such hurt hurt a lot of those drives. Like I think we had a 40-yard run or 50-yard run by Rockets that got nullified on a holding call. and Some other ones off of legal formations, I think it was, is the other one, too, with two penalties, I think, on offense. But, you know, those are at crucial times where, you know, we had a drive going or it's a big play or something happening. And we just got to make sure we clean that up for week two.
0: For the record, the holding call on Luke Jones I thought was either bad or ticky-tack or they got the number wrong. When they showed the replay on TV, I'm like, that's a hold? Are you watching what Cincinnati's yeah. doing on the offensive line? They're they grabbing the poor Isaiah Nichols and throwing him to the ground or tr- almost throwing him to the ground. I thought that was kind of yeah. I, I don't think I
2: know. saw one again. I think I saw one again when Eric was rushing one of the edges too. Like he had almost choked yeah. him to the ground. I was like, dang. <laughs> like, we're not throwing it on that. I, I know Luke was very upset about that holding call. He was he was he was beside himself about that one. But obviously he moved on to the next play. But he was angry that that was
1: a whole call. Yeah, well fortunately there were a couple calls that went your guys way too on some key plays that negated some of their big gains also which was which was nice. We're talking talking to Dalton Wagner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline brought to you by Reliance Bank. I want to ask you about two well one play and one drive. Let's start with the opening play with uh or the scoring play I guess with KJ running it in. Uh what what happened on that play and what freed him up to get in the end zone?
2: Yeah, we were running uh we were running inside zone um going to the right and uh, KJ just must sort of, have uh, read it what he needed to read and pulled it out the backside. And we had, I think Matt Landers had a pancake on that play, and Trey Knox had a pancake on that play. So obviously, edge blocking was a big, big key to pushing him into the end zone. And KJ pretty much kind of did able to make himself walk in the end zone.
1: Can you tell when a play is happening what other guys are doing? Like when you mentioned Trey, is that off tape or did you notice it when it was going on?
2: No, that was off tape.
1: Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so
2: usually during the play, I'm, I'm worried about what I'm
1: doing. <laughs> does he pick y'all's brains as far as blocking techniques, things like that at all? Do you guys talk with the tight ends? Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. We work with them. Uh, we work with them a lot, like, especially if we're, we know we're going to be a heavy, kind of full personnel game, or if we just know the tight ends are going to be involved a lot in the run fit. Um, we'll work with them a lot during the week. But, Trey. Crazy guy that asks questions about almost everything we're doing you know whatever play it is that he's in on he's asking hey where are you guys going to so he can figure out where his spot needs to go you know yeah tell see- him hey we're Mike in front side here you're plus one you know and work out from there and he's he's done a tremendous job of being physical. like there' was one play we were running uh, uh, it was one of our protections and he was coming to chip the end he was supposed to chip and slide out so you know we can kind of sneak him out. And he chipped that end and he depleted him. I mean, his, the end, the defensive end feet were above his head at one point. And I was like, I was just like, holy crap, man. That's a, the that's a tight end you need out there.
1: Yeah. Well, he was he was complaining, I guess, about a couple of plays he didn't make. And I guess he admitted that he was part of a play, maybe where, where KJ got sacked or something. But mm-hmm. I said, you realize that these guys have been playing defensive line their whole careers and you've been playing tight end for like a season and a half. So, you know, I, I think you probably get a pass for now. We'll, get, we'll give you a break. But he made a lot of plays. That so was good to see. Um, and then the other thing I want to ask you about was the last drive, and it's, you know, we when you run the ball, they know you're going to run the ball, and they still can't stop you running the ball. Obviously, K.J. made some plays with his feet as well to keep some things alive and, and keep the drives, uh, the drive alive, but you guys did a great job to, to just kind of rip their soul out there at the end over five and a half minutes to, you know, put the game away where they didn't get the ball back. That's got to feel amazing as an offensive lineman, no?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, It's an awesome feeling. And it's a testament to Coach Pitt because all during camp and all, like, you know, once or twice a week, we do situational football, whether it's two minute, get ball back, get ball back, and two minute again, like, kind of that two minute, four minute offense, we're switching between the two, mm-hmm. or like, goal line spin. Like, the defense had an awesome goal line spin. You know, we, we fumbled the ball and gave them the ball in the three yard line, and they had to kick a field goal. And, Situational football play, such a key factor into that, that when we went out there for those last five and a half minutes, I don't think anyone on offense, no one on defense thought that we weren't just going to finish the game right there. I think everyone was confident that we were going to be able to just eat up the last five and a half minutes and get out of there.
1: I'm really happy that you did. I did not want to see Cincinnati get the ball back. I did not want it to get any more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh... My Oakland app also benefited from that, but that's another story for another day. Let me ask you this. <laughs> under pressure, who uh, of the offensive linemen, the starters, who would be the best guy if they had to convert out to tight end? Had to
2: convert to a tight end? Um, uh, of the starters, you said. Huh? Yeah, of
1: the of the five that started the other day. I kind of like, like to see Bo put in a, a little blocking back. I like to see him run some fullback maybe at some <laughs> point. but.
2: I think Bo would like to stay on the O line, but I think your best conversion to tight end, and I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna hate saying this too, but it's gonna be to be between Brady or Ricky,
1: okay. because those
2: are probably our two fastest out there.
0: Can right. catch.
2: Uh, yeah, I know Ricky can catch. I don't know about Brady. I know Ricky can catch.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, I love the jump pass in the end zone. That was pretty cool. Uh, any tackle-eligible plays out there that maybe you slip out of the formation and catch a touchdown?
2: No, I think uh, I think the coaches know my strengths, and they definitely know my weaknesses. So. <laughs> just, I don't think you'll see any of
1: that. <laughs> what, what's the key? I mean, what's your role on that play? Because it is, a, like Wes said, it's a cool play. They also defended it reasonably well, I thought. Trey just kind of outdo their dude. But what, uh, what's the key for that off, on the offensive line there?
2: Yeah, we're getting a we're getting a run call in there. So obviously, we're just expecting the ball to be handed there, and we're protecting inside out. You know, it's goal line stand. So that's what you have to do. You got to be make sure you're inside out and you're on all your points. And you know, all the next thing you know, okay, just tossing the ball over our head. Trey catches it and touchdown.
0: Wait, you you didn't know that the play was called. You thought it was going to be a run play.
2: Yeah, we had we, we we have it. It's tagged as a I think it's tagged as an RPO and uh kj's able to just run in there and you know if he likes the look and trey's open he can toss it if he doesn't he can just run in and behind us and get in there
1: yeah trey's pretty much always open i think on that play probably <laughs> with his size we're talking yeah. talking to dalton wagner on the brand of moving and storage hotline brought to you by reliance bank nfl kicks off tomorrow dalton do you have a team we may have asked you about this last week Dub yeah. bears okay that's what i thought i figured with your your uh geography yeah, uh, that made sense uh, uh,
2: 'm excited for a big I'm excited for a big season out of the Bears
1: this year okay well we did a poll yesterday on the NFC North and we, we, we did, we're doing all the divisions and yesterday the Bears finished dead last behind the Lions as the team they thought would compete for the NFC North I don't agree and I liked a few things I saw to Justin Fields last year but uh my, my uh my uh, intrepid producer here Christian was saying that he thought the receivers were kind of trash so you, you feel decent about uh, the Bears chances?
2: Yeah, I feel I feel really good about the Bears' chances, but then again, every year I feel really good about the Bears' chances. So I'm a I'm a diehard fan, through and through, big and thin.
1: How would you handle it if you got drafted by an NFC North team, Packers?
2: I'd be very happy. I've, I've heard, I've heard a, lot of ask, a lot of people ask me that, and I'm like, I'm like, like, would you want to go to the Packers? I'm like, of course, I'd want to go to the Packers. <laughs> I'm like, at that point, I don't care. I just want to go play.
1: Right? <laughs> do you do you guys do fantasy? Yeah. With teammates or buddies from home?
2: Um, so my family does one. Um, my fiance family does one. And our, my teammates, our O-line will usually do one as well, too.
1: Okay. Do hmm. you guys have a wedding date set?
2: Yeah, July first, twenty
1: 2023. Okay. Well, let us know where you're registered. We'll be sure to send something nice.
2: <laughs> All right. Appreciate that. <laughs>
1: what about OTAs, rookie camps?
2: Yeah, I mean, Hope, we think we have it planned out perfectly enough that it's between it's in the dead period. I went I went off of what Myron and Ty were kind of doing, and most of them had a dead period between all that stuff. So it looks like it should be like that a cooldown period between everything.
1: Um, what about South Carolina? Let's talk about the matchup this week. And you know, we all know that you didn't have a couple of guys on the defensive side last uh, at the end of the game, and and. Didn't practice yesterday. I won't ask you to give me any details on that, but what's the challenge for South Carolina? What What do you know about them, and what's the preparation like this week?
2: Yeah, they're a they're a big physical team. You know, it's starting SEC play in week two, so we got to uh, make sure that what we're doing in practice is fixing our mistakes in Cincinnati because they're going to look to expose those mistakes. Um, they're running a four two even front defense. They kind of play around with a weak safety or a corner try to add him in the run fit or even just the safeties into the run fit. Um, they're strong, strong up front. they got a got really ta- two talented edge rushers, seven and five. They're both uh, pretty good. I actually really respect seven a lot. He plays, plays the game really hard. Um, and obviously on offense, you've got Spencer Rattler out of there. who can make some plays to beat and throw around too. So it'll be a really good matchup. You know, uh, hoping to pack out uh, Rageback Stadium again. So you can get the crowd involved in it and you can have a great
1: game. Yeah, I think it'll be nuts up there again. It was wild last week and that's for sure. Crowd was great. What uh did you guys notice? I mean, did the I mean, I've never seen the students so so excited and so into it, Dalton, from the beginning. Did that seem like a little better crowd than, than normal maybe?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. They were I really fired up for that. And you could really tell they impacted the game completely. It probably honestly saved the game at one point. Well, after we fumbled on that three yard line, we were doing the goal line stuff, obviously defense you know, took care of business, did what they needed to do, but the crowd was able to cause some communication issues, you know, issues not hearing snap counts and all that that really helped us out, that saved seven points, you know, from us going to overtime or us having to, you know, go into a two minute mode in the fourth quarter, allowed us going to go into four minute mode instead.
0: I was uh, very impressed uh with South Carolina's run defense. I thought they did a good job last week. What did, what did you see out of them?
2: Yeah, they're uh Georgia State I think uh rushed for two hundred, I wanna say, with two hundred yards on them. Um obviously, you know, they're a team that's gonna load the box up. Georgia State did a pretty good job kind of pressing in and doing what they needed to do, but South Carolina's defense was able to kinda overwhelm them a little bit there towards the end of the game and I respected the way Georgia State played. You know their O line battle fought really hard, and obviously South Carolina played extremely hard that game as well.
1: Do you have a preference on even or odd front?
2: Uh, I like uh, if it's pass rush. I like odd front because the guards can pop out and help the tackles in the run game. I love the even front because we can get usually we can get two combos um, versus an even front. We get usually front side tackle uh, soloed up and like use the guard center, can double-team in the backside guard, backside tackle, double-team. So, obviously, 600 on 300 is a better matchup than 300 on <laughs> 300.
1: That's a good point.
0: <laughs> so, after the game, Dalton, I'm standing there and somebody bumps into me and I turn around look and it's you going to the locker room. And I was like, that's a big dude. I mean, and I'm 6'4", and I mean, you you're much bigger than me. I mean, I felt like that is an SEC offensive lineman. You ever come up against somebody, you're like, whoa, that's a big dude right there. You ever played one of those guys?
2: Yeah, uh, DeMarvin Leo last year was a really, really big human. And uh, same with, obviously, you know, all of Georgia's defensive front was just about as big as I was, too, which is insane
1: to think about. Mm -hmm.
0: That's why they were the best defense in the country. Yeah, And arguably one of the best in a long time. Big dudes.
1: Well, Dalton, we'll let you get to it, my man. Appreciate the time, and uh, good luck this week.
2: Thanks,
1: fellas. Always a good time. All right, man. All right, later. Thanks, Dalton Wagner. Courtesy of our friends at Reliance Bank. Great stuff.